Again, this morning for a scripture reading, I want to read in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 20. You can turn there. We'll read in a few other places in a little while, but I want us to look in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 20. And as you're turning uh, to 1 Samuel, chapter 20, this morning it's going to be all too familiar for all of us. When we read about what's going to happen with David here in just a little while, there's a lot of things that we can all predict this morning that are soon going to happen. Babies are going to be born. That's by, by nature, we can tell that it's not going to be long and there'll be a baby entering in and Landry's going to be a big sister. It's not going to be long and just another step and all of a sudden lunch is probably going to happen for many of us. Maybe just seems like just one more step and some of these children and our families and even in our own congregation are going to enter into school. But this morning, there's a lot of things that we can relate and understand that's only a step away. But do you believe that there are other things in our lives that are only one step away? And that kind of has wrenched in my heart over the last day or so is that it's not just the things in our life that we know are going to happen. What about the things in our life that we do not know? So sometimes we get this idea. Let's just don't talk about the things that, that could happen. Let's just focus on what we know is going to happen. And in some context, in some yes ways, that's very true. We need to focus on the things that we do know about and the things that we can control. But I think it will also deceive ourselves when we deny the fact that there's a lot of good that's only one step away, but there's a lot of bad that is only one step away. You're only one step away from a lot of things in our lives happening, good or bad. And I pray today that we would see that in the life of David, here in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 20, is that he's going to relate to his friend Jonathan, and he's going to say, Jonathan, your daddy's after me, or... Saul is after me. And notice what he said. And David fled from, this is the first verse, Nile and Ramah, and came before Jonathan. What have I done? What is mine iniquity? And what is my sin before thy father that he seeketh my life? So David goes to Jonathan, and he says, Jonathan, what is it that's going on that makes your daddy want to take my life? And Jonathan, this is what I want us to really kind of ponder for just a minute. Jonathan looks at David and says, oh, you're fine. You're fine. Second verse said, and he said unto him, God forbid that thou shalt not die. Behold, my father would do nothing, either great or small, but that he will show it to me. And why would my father hide this thing from me? It is not so. So let's just, let's just go up to this story. Yes, David had been anointed. Saul was going to lose the throne. And yes, Saul wanted to kill David. But you see, there was a point that, that was Saul and his son Jonathan. Remember, Jonathan and David are close friends. And he said, there's no way that my father would want to take your life without letting me know something. Something that big and of that magnitude. Surely my daddy and my father would tell me he was after you. He says... You're making this up. But I want to focus on this third verse. And David swore moreover 
and said, Thy father certainly knoweth that I have found grace in thine eyes. And he saith, Let not Jonathan know this. He says, He knows that me and you are friends. So he's kept this secret from you. Jonathan, you may not know what's about to happen, but I know. And that's what I want you to focus on this morning. David said, But I know. Lest not Jonathan know this, lest he be grieved. But truly as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, there is but a step between me and death. This morning, there is but a step. Step is not very much. It's not going to be long. And again, I kind of go to, to events that we know that are going to happen. It's not long before, uh, before children are going to be born because we know that the mothers have gone full term. We know that it's not going to be long before we say amen. And this is by our, our, our custom of things and tradition. It's not going to be long before we say amen. And we're all going to leave here and we're going to go. Whether we go to lunch or whether we go home and rest this afternoon or visit somebody or go somewhere. We know that is but a step. David had looked at Jonathan and he said, Jonathan, your father's out to get me. And Jonathan said, no. If it was something like that, he would have told me. And he says, no, he didn't want you to be grieved, but I know this. And what I want you to notice this morning is this. Because David understood the thing that was only a step away, he could be properly prepared. This morning, let's just let's all understand and let's admit that it's all too familiar with many of us right here in this church, right here in our families, that some things, whether they're fortunate or unfortunate, some things are, there is but a step away. I wish that I could look at every one of you that I love and I deeply concerned about your life. And I wish that I could look at every one of you and tell you that you are but a step away from all kinds of wonderful things. You're a step away from that job promotion. You're a step away from the pain being gone. You're a step away from prosperity in your life. I wish that I could look at every one of you and say, you're, there is but a step. And that's very true. We're going to talk about those later on that, that, that we're only a step away. People having faith in, in God and their jobs and stepping out on that faith. And they're only a step away from all kinds of good things happening. But listen to what David said. There is but a step between me and death. You see, David understood his own conditions. Folks, when we understand our own condition and our own need in our life, and that, that what things are only a step away. You know what? We all have this idea that some things are way off. Right now in the scorching summer days, we feel like that winter's a long way off. But you know what? It's only but a step away. It's only a step away. Have you ever noticed that when an adult takes a big old long step, that it takes a child just learning to walk about three steps to equal that one? So what's three steps for one is only but one step for another. For some people, they feel like that it's a long way off. But the truth is, winter's not very far away. If time tarries and we continue to live, it will not be long. And we're going to say, please turn that heat up. I'm about to freeze, folks. It won't be but, but a step. How many times in our life does it seem like that people prepare and they're going on a trip or they're going to do something and they prepare, they prepare, they prepare. And all of a sudden, now you're not preparing. That one step has already happened and now time's gotten away and there you go. Over and over again in our lives, we can understand is that, as David said, there is but a step. 
David saved his life because he understood and he perceived the danger he was in. I would pray today that every lost soul would realize and understand and perceive the danger they're in that they are but a step from death. That's not something we want to hear. That's not something that, that we like to acknowledge. But it's something every one of us today can just go ahead and lay it out in the opening. We're all too familiar with the idea that there are a lot of things in life that are but a step away. And you know what? This morning, may we understand is that we've got to prepare for that step. We've got to prepare for things. And people get their houses ready for winter. And, you know, we prepare for things. But are we prepared? David said, you know what, Jonathan? Your father is out to get me and he's going to take my life. And he says, there is but a step between me and death. I've always been amazed that people, the older they get in their life, they talk about how fast life is. They even talk about how that it seems like just yesterday, or let's put it in the text this morning, it seems like just a step ago, they were children growing up in their own home. Today, how many things in our life seem but just a step? How many things just swiftly move on by? All of a sudden, you've gone from one season to the next, and uh, you, you get all the Christmas gifts open, and it's not long, and you're preparing again. It's not long that, that, that we turn on the air conditioners, and soon away we turn right around, and we turn the heater on. It seems like everything is but a step. And you know what? I'm going to say this, folks. Our life is but a step. It's just a short step, and I know sometimes it seems like a long way and a long time, but the truth is, is that there's a time in our life that Life is but a step away. I remember several years ago, there were these people that was just sitting in their house and they lived in a curve and a car missed the curve and then went right into their living room. And I don't remember the outcome of it, but I remember thinking this. What if those people would have been sitting in their recliner enjoying whether it's a TV tray and watching TV or just sitting there visiting and all of a sudden their life would have changed in just but a step. How many things in our life are only a step away? How many times have people gone into a, 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 a mall or a church or, and, or maybe even they're driving down the road or maybe they're, they're somewhere in life doing something and all of a sudden they did not realize it that day but it was as David said, it was only a step away. What is it that's only a step away from all of us? I wish that we could say we're only a step away from a glorious week starting on Monday morning. I wish that every one of us this morning could stand up and say we are only a step away from all the prosperity that the world has. And that could be very true. But David said, I had to understand, David did. He said, I have to realize there is but a step between me and death. Saul was relentless in trying to take the life of David. Over and over and over and over again. As a matter of fact, there was the one time that he took the javelin and, and he kind of pinned him up against the wall. That's how bad he wanted to kill him. And David understood and here Jonathan said, Now David, if my father was trying to kill you and take your life, he would have told me. He said, Jonathan, I'm not taking your perception of it. I'm taking my perception. I know my situation. I know my circumstances. And I'm going to take action. I have no doubt in me. That if it were possible for all of us to know, this is the last day we're going to live on this earth, that we would probably live our lives different. 
Truth is, folks, it's all too familiar with many of us, is that somewhere along the way, it's gonna, that, that day's going to happen. And David said, you know, because of that, I'm going to, to work. I'm going to take that step, and I'm going to get away and flee from the, from the danger that I'm in. Acts chapter 8, I want to turn and read for just a minute. What about people that are taking the right step? It's only a step away. What is it that's only a step away? David said that his life was only a step away. Well, let's just go ahead and and change the the, the flip side of that, folks. I believe that eternal life is only a step away too. I want to tell you a little bit about it as you're turning to Acts chapter 8. In the Sunday school rooms there at New Crossroads Church where I was raised, they opened up in the back and I sat in the very back of the back. And I remember sitting there and and maybe I'm the only person who ever did this. I kept telling myself I would just do this or I would do this or maybe I should wait. And I was trying to wrestle with God and plead with God and do all of these things. But you know what the hardest thing for me to do was? And you may be totally different. The hardest thing for me was taking that first step. That's the hardest thing for me. And you know what? I remember when I stepped, I was in the end. And when I took one step to my right and I got to the end of that and I was in that aisle, it was like a clear path. I don't remember much after that. It was just me letting go of, literally letting go of the pew I'm in and making my way to God. It seems like it was but a step away. Folks, salvation is not a thousand miles down the road. Salvation is not something that is in a place that you cannot access. I believe it's only a step away. It's only a step away. We talk about, David said that death was only a step away, but so is eternal life. The the other end of the spectrum, you got death and you got life, and we're talking about everlasting life. Here in the book of Acts, chapter 8. We see that there was where Philip had this encounter with this Ethiopian eunuch. And let's turn on down. About the 29th verse there. The Spirit saith unto Philip, he said, You need to go near and join thyself unto this chariot. There was a chariot over there. And Philip ran. Boy, he was only a step. He ran to him. And he heard him reading the prophet Isaiah, talking about the eunuch. And he said, Understandest thou what thou readest? This Ethiopian eunuch was taking good steps by reading Isaiah 53. That's a good step, but you know what? There was something more. He said, do you understand? He said, how can I except some man should guide me? And he desired that Philip, he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. And he started looking. The 32nd verse said, the place of the scripture which he read was, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter, like a lamb dumb before his shears. So he opened not. So he opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation and judgment, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from me. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, "I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Is it of himself or some other?" And Philip opened his mouth and began to and. At the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And you know what? He took his first step. That unit we see is that there was a time in his life that, that, that salvation was right there. He was reading the scriptures. He couldn't understand them. And God had already been beginning to work on the other side. He sent Philip unto him. And all of a sudden that he began to see this. And matter of fact, it talks about there about, about being baptized. And the whole idea was is that, that, that he began to experience this. It was only a step away. He could have either turned it away or he could have heeded that. You know this morning, I... 
I pray that there is not one soul that is only one step away from being saved and you're going to give up and walk away from God. How many people are in hell today that was one step away from getting saved? The, the gospel was preached. They heard the gospel. There was conviction. God's spirit began to trouble them. And yet they walked away. They were that close to getting saved and then they began to leave. We understand that there's so many things that, that seemingly are far away, but they're not. David said, there is but a step between me and death. There was only a step between this Ethiopian eunuch and being able to find Jesus. And he wanted to have that, that understanding of what was going on. As a matter of fact, in the book of Acts chapter 10, Peter began to meet with Cornelius and his family. And Cornelius was taking the right steps. Let's skip down about the 33rd verse for just a minute. See, Cornelius, and as we're going to read here, he feared God. He began to pray. He began to give his offerings and his alms. And he even had a good reputation amongst the people. But notice what the 33rd verse said. Immediately, therefore, I sent to thee that thou hast well done, that thou art gone, thou art come. Now, therefore, are we all here present before God to hear all things that are commanded of God. Notice what God, he sent for Peter, and God provided. Notice what he said. And Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted of him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel preached peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That word I say ye know which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And it says, And he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And I want you to notice what he says is that Cornelius had a hunger and a desire. And you know what I thank God for is that when somebody was that close and I'm going to go back and look to you again what he said in the 34th verse. And Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. Folks, God is not impartial. God is not impartial to people that can say like David did, that there is but a step between me and death. Folks, God is not partial to people. God is not partial to saying, I'm only going to save those that have been to church all the days of their life. God is not partial. Aren't you glad to say that this morning? God is not partial. And Peter began to speak unto Cornelius. He said, Cornelius, I don't care where you've been or what's going on in your life. God is not uh, going to have preference over one or the other. He is impartial, I should say, uh, to all people. He's not partial. And picking one or the other, he wants to have all to experience the same thing. You know what, today, there, God is no respecter of persons. Your day today can be the best day you've ever had in your life. I don't know what the rest of the day holds, but... Today could be the absolute best day you've ever had in your life. You may get saved. You may, you may find out about a new job or uh, you're, somebody's getting married or whatever. You know, you, There's lots of good things you can have. But I can tell you this, today can also be the hardest day you've ever had. We all have days in our life that we just, we really want to put an X on them and say, can we just cut those days out? Because they're hard days, aren't they? 
There's hard days. There's tough times in our life. But aren't you glad to know that God is also in the darkest of days? Aren't you glad to know this morning that, that no matter how bad a day is, that it's a good day knowing God's with us? There's a lot of people that have arisen from their sleep even this very day. Lots of intentions, lots of desires, lots of things they want to do. But you know what? Sometimes, I guess you would say life, but God has different plans than sometimes what we do. And that's what absolutely wrenches my heart. And I know it's what wrenches yours. You've lived it. You've gone through it. We, we've experienced these things because sometimes a day is not the way that we want it to be. But David understood that and he said, Saul, uh, Jonathan, he said, David's after me. And he says, there is but a step between me and death. There is but a step. What is that step towards? I want to turn over to the book of Romans for just a minute. There's but a step between us and being sanctified or as we might even say, us walking in the Lord in the way that we should. Romans chapter 8, and let me read to you if I can in verse 1. Romans chapter 8 and in verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk. We've said this morning there is but a step. There are those who walk not after the flesh, but there is but a step for those after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh... God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. You see, walking, there is but a step for you doing the right thing. The great encouragement that we can find in life is, is that if we're saved, there is but a step for us to get on the right path and do the right things. But sometimes we're afraid of that first step. We're afraid of what it's going to lead to. I'll tell you this. I have never known God to lead people into a bitter place or a bad place. He will always lead to a better place. God will always do that. But we have to take but a step. We think that there's but a step to death. There is but a step to being saved. There is but a step to also living the right life. Paul says in Galatians 5th chapter in the 16th verse, he said, Walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. He goes on the 25th verse and says this, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. You know today I believe that God desires that we would walk in Him, that we might walk uh, in, 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 the, in the, His ways and in His Word. Folks, His Word is what we need in our life. His Word is what we need to guide us along the way. It is but a step away. Sometimes we feel like that holy living and righteous living, we've got to go through some training or we, we've got to reach some accomplishment. Folks, it is but a step away that you can walk in the Spirit and do what God would have you to do. It's but a step and David realized that there's a lot of things that's but a step away. And I pray today that we would see it's but a step for us walking in holiness. Romans chapter 12. Bear with me on my readings this morning. There's but a step from us that we can just totally surrender our will to God's will. Romans chapter 8, if you'll bear with me, I want to read to you these eight verses. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, 
that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It's a surrender. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as many... For as we have many members in one body, all members have not the same office. So we, meaning many, are one body in Christ. Again, this is that surrender to Him. And every one member of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Or ministry, let us wait on our ministering. Or he that teacheth on teaching. Or he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that rooteth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. And we can see over and over and over again is that, that it's all about us living a life of surrender that is only a step away. There is only the, the, the first step or the next step, we might even say, for us living a life of surrender. You know, I, I, I'm a believer today that we need to step forth. and I'm a believer today that we need to realize is that, that some things that seem impossible, they're not that far away. The reality is, David, this all began with David realizing death, he said, was but there's but a step between me and death. There is but a step between you and being saved. There is but a step between you and righteous living. There is but a step between you and a, and a, and a life being totally surrendered unto God. I pray this morning that we all might take a step in the right direction. But you know what? There are some people in this world that are taking the wrong step, the wrong direction. If Jesus is saying, come, there's, that's directional. Come. That means I'm here, you're there, this is the direction you need to, 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 to render is to come towards me. This direction. But you know, a lot of times people, instead of coming to Christ, they go from Him. And I will tell you this. You are but a step from death. You are but a step today from your life being absolutely uh, gone and ceased as we may know it. And that is, that's tough on us. We've all had these experiences in our life and some more than others and more recent than others. But, but it's times in our life that we realize how short life is. I ask you this morning, how short is your life? And you see, with, with many, they feel like it's a long way. David said, it's only a step. Things can change in such a moment. Things can change so rapid in our life. But even that, people that live a long life, they look back on the timeline of life and they said, well, that wasn't a very big step. There's so many things in our life that are but a step away. Children being born. You getting in your car going to work on Monday morning. Those things are obviously but a step away. But David, when he understood that David was, if he ever captured him, would take his life, that changed his path that he had. The sooner we understand the frailty of life, the faster we'll turn to Christ and realize that we need a Savior.
And when you turn to that need in your life, folks, he's not going to abandon you. Or as we might say, leave you high and dry, folks. He will be there. He will supply for you. And he will give you your every need. And it starts with salvation. Has he give you that this morning? I wonder this morning if God's working in you. Would you listen to him? I want us to get a song if we can.